you can make it to the end just like Paula did. You can win yes. just like Lynette did, or you could, you know, just uh, be a part of the ride <laughs> like, I, like I was. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the 11th episode of Survivor at Home. I am your host, Kel Sherman, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, my special friend, Lynette. How are you doing? Um, thanks for having me. I'm so glad I'm your special friend still. Uh, I'm doing fine today. It, it's like one of the first nice days here up in Northwestern Ontario. I think we hit 23 today, so it was like awesome awesome weather and school. The end of school is in sight. So I'm also very pumped about that. Um, and before we, before I go, before I say another word, I just want to say, if you listen to our previous episode and I had been talking about Jam Jam, I called him Yam Yam the entire episode. And I did not notice. I didn't notice till I replayed the recording back to myself. And this is my theory. So I just like, if anybody else grew up this way, I went to a private little tiny Christian school where there were 30 kids from kindergarten to grade 12. And we essentially taught ourselves by reading workbooks throughout the entire day. So I didn't have a teacher in front of me. This was just from grade eight to grade 11. No, grade 12, sorry. A teacher in front of me pronouncing words. So I will be reading something and in my head, I'm reading in a certain way, but nobody's giving me, had given me feedback. And so even today I get my words mixed up. So that is my piece with yam, yam, jam, jam. And Latin America accepts your apology. Also, also Lynette, it wasn't just last episode. It's been all season long. You've been saying yam yam. <laughs> I, just oh, need to call you on that. I blame you for not ever like pointing out that I, no, I don't blame you. I take full responsibility. <laughs> it is totally on yeah. me. But I do, I welcome people correcting me. Just like if I had food in my teeth, please tell me. Or if there's like a little booger in my nose, please tell me. Sleep in my eye, please tell me. So just for the future. You do have right. peanut butter and jam jam in your mouth right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Okay. Well, Lynette is okay with people correcting her. So I'll, I'll, I'm going to take note of that. We have a soundbite of it. And yes, so you just heard from her. We have a very special guest with us this episode from Survivor at Home Season 5, finalist. Yes. Paula. Yes, finalist. Paula. Still uh, can't get apologetic. it hello yeah paula you're agreed yesterday to come on the podcast you were a last minute alternate thank you so much first off for just being willing to be here with us and my absolute pleasure yeah we're so happy to have you so yes please uh tell us first off like well who are you who's paula that's a very good question i'm a 43 year old single woman all right gentlemen who are not in the Survive at Home community, except Kel Siegel. Hi, Kel. Uh, <laughs> I am uh, a social worker. I work with uh, men and youth in the uh, homeless sector here in Toronto. I'm a big, I mean, a big Toronto Blue Jays fan. I watch the Toronto Blue Jays games even when the Leafs are playing. Sorry, Andrew. Um, and I just really love to laugh. That, that would probably sum me up quite well. So what is the appeal with baseball? Serious question. That's a very good question, actually. I think I just grew up watching it with my family. And I remember the World Series, 92-93, and watching Joe Carter hit that home run and just the experience it was for my parents and I and a couple of my siblings. And 
uh, and I played it and I was really good at it. Um, I, I understand why some people would think it's boring because you can sit nine innings and there could be like one hit. <laughs> people are like running around the bases, just, you know, it's kind of basic. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just, I don't, I don't really even know how to answer that. It's just something that I just really, really love. And personally, I'm really attached to the Blue Jays. Like I, I love them as a team. Um, and I travel around to different ballparks, like one a summer, just to watch them play. And that's been, you know, a really good experience for me too. Amazing. Amazing. I love that. And I know there's a lot of, yeah, baseball fans in the survivor at home community, especially I guess Jays as there are, there are only a national MLB team, right? Yes. Yes. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And I, like, I have attended a game. I went to Fenway park and I did watch, uh, the, the, yeah what's their team again called the boston, boston red White sox Star- red sox red sox yeah 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 no that was an experience for sure but uh, a lot of talking and beer drinking on my end not so much watching of a sport I, I did find it a bit boring but you know being there was a was an experience for sure i can appreciate uh, that yeah uh so okay <laughs> so what is your uh history with a tv show survivor okay so i watched it pretty much for the first 10 seasons I really liked, I think Boston Rob and Amber, were they season eight together, I think? And then I watched oh. a few after that. Was that the All-Stars, I think, season eight, maybe? I believe that was season eight, yeah. Okay, so I watched it a few years after that, I remember, and then I just stopped. I don't think I, like, disliked it. I think I just moved on to something else because I used to get really bored of things. Um, and then during the pandemic, which is a lot of our stories, uh, my friend Bianca at work was like, Paula, you need to be watching Survivor. And he's like, Andrew Ironside's really into it. He, re- he does this Survivor at home thing. And then we were in the car once and I saw Andrew Ironside outside and I don't know why I did this. I ended the window and I yelled, Survivor! And then he was like so excited. His face was so excited that I did that. Um, and I was like, okay, maybe this could be a thing. And so I watched season uh, 41, 42, and 43. I binged them during the pandemic. And then Bianca encouraged me to do Survivor Home. And then Andrew had emailed me too. And I said, you know what? I just really love trying new things. I love having fun. I didn't know I'd be good at it. Um, but I was really looking for some fun and some something to do with other people. Because I have fun in my life by myself a lot. But just a really great way to spend a weekend as far as I'm concerned. And so then I joined Survivor Home, not even really knowing the game that well. Kind of intimidating. So everybody, had, a lot of people had watched 40 three seasons up until that point <laughs> and I was 10 in so but super fun yeah I played so Lynette and I both played the same season as as you did unfortunately okay. Lynette went out fairly early in the game so she didn't get a lot of you know to meet everyone but myself I did go pretty far so I made it to the top six and our, our games did intersect quite a bit um so a few things that I did note from your game is that you you aligned with obviously Ryan, Steph S, and uh, other Luke fairly early on. Obviously, they're they were your tribe, and you guys all made it to emerge. Um, and so, as your game eventually took shape, you joined uh, the Women's Alliance with the other Steph Ironside, and then Melinda, and then of course, I yeah, you just made it to the top. So, like, what <laughs> what jumps out from your game during that during that period? What like what do you remember? Like, how did you decide, let's say, to maybe vote out other Luke at the top four and go with the girls. Like what, what was part of your thought process in, in that move? It, it came down to loyalty in my word. I, I didn't know how to play survivor. I know there's a lot of quote unquote backstabbing and th- there's a point in everyone's game where you begin to fight for yourself. Right. 
And so you have these alliances, you might have these friendships, like Survivor Home is different than obviously Survivor where nobody knows each other, but you have all these friendships and you have these alliances that are made. And so I was very tight with the first timers. We decided that we were going to try really hard to stick together because none of us had played before and we were all in that same boat feeling a little intimidated. And so obviously other Luke was a part of that. And so he had got voted out. Right. And so then my loyalty to him in my eyes went out the window and I didn't expect him necessarily. I didn't even realize anyone was coming back in the game. Right. And so when I had given my word to the ladies that I was going to stick with them, that meant something to me. Right. But I will say that there, because we had little time on discord, it was something that I briefly was thinking about like, do I stick with my original loyalty to, to other Luke or do I stick with my new one? And I knew that Luke, other Luke would understand because he had left the game, but I really wrestled. And then it's like, do you want three first timers in the finale? Potentially not knowing Melinda was going to do the fire thing. Right. Do you want three girls in the finale? Right. And, and honestly, we all know that I played the game that I didn't really know why the heck I was there. I didn't know how I made it so far. Now, in reflection, I can understand my social game was quite strong, but um, it all it all came down to loyalty in my word. Yeah, and that's something that I can attest to as well. And so, uh, of course, I get voted out at the final six, but a few of the interactions that I did have with you involved, and I forget if this was either Ryan or other Luke. I think it was Ryan where we were all in a Discord video group chat. And for those who, I guess, have not played Survivor at home, we have played over Discord this past season, which was great. And I'm sure Brian, uh, Andrew will utilize it again for season six. Um, but I was in a, a big group chat, a video group chat, and you were there, and I believe it was Ryan, and you both outwardly stated that you guys are not voting for each other. You know, you're not turning on each other. And you go both, you kind of stood your ground. It was like, mm, I don't think that's really the move um, in this current you know, configuration, um, but you guys both stuck to your guns and didn't vote for each other. And there was there was maybe one or two others that I just, that slipped my mind. But when it really came down to it, in the end, um, I sort of viewed your game as just, you know, you were who you said you were from the outset and then you stuck by that. And so yeah. ultimately when it came down to, you know, where my vote is gonna go, I decided to vote for the person who played as true as they could um, throughout throughout the season. Yes, and, and I'm yeah, so I was, thankful for that. Yeah, no, <laughs> I would definitely, and I, I stick by I stick by that decision. So that's very kind. Um, Thank you. Yeah, and yeah, you should be proud to be a finalist. Um, uh, yes. Having the opportunity to, uh, you know, put your game out there at the very end, it's very intimidating. But you know, everyone wants to everyone wants to be in that seat at some point, and, and you got that opportunity. So kind of very nice. true. Thank you. But we're not here to talk about Survivor at home. <laughs> uh, we are here to talk about Survivor, uh, the real real Survivor, American Survivor, Survivor 44. Uh, whoa, 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 the real Survivor? No, I, I know it's the original Survivor, but I'm just like thinking it's the real Survivor. <laughs> yeah, I do not want to take away from, sorry, there's a siren going on. I don't know if you guys hear that. Um, <laughs> I live in downtown Winnipeg, so I get, I get everything. Um, I don't want to take away from Australian Survivor or Survivor New Zealand or Survivor South Africa. Those are all great additions. But yeah, we're here to talk about American Survivor today. So uh, Lynette, thoughts on last, last episode, Franny Goes Home. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, okay. Franny, I'm so sad. I picked her for my winner. So when I saw her leave, I was, I was sad. Yeah. Not too many. Sorry, I don't. But like, I understand kind of how it just like 
fell into place for them to get Franny out. Like I do think she was a good player. So I don't really have any qualms with her leaving on a game play or a game. Yeah. On a game from a game perspective, but I personally thought wanted her to do well. Yeah. Paula, any, any thoughts, thoughts on the last episode and the season overall, I guess you've watched, uh, you binged the past uh, three seasons. So overall, what, what are your, what are your thoughts on the season? I find it thoroughly entertaining, which is in part in these certain personalities, i.e. Uh, Jam Jam, and I do that very carefully, and Carolyn. <laughs> Obviously, the um, producers are putting a lot of the camera time on them, right? Because they're just hilarious. They're hilarious, and they're quirky, and the personalities are great. I am all for that. Um, I love watching... As, as far as I like, I play an honest game, but I, I love watching people make stuff up and see that as strategy, right? Like my personality does wouldn't think that earlier, but now I'm like, that's actually very strategic if they go and they blame someone that just got voted out so they can't defend themselves, right? Even like, like Heidi did this time going, oh, it must have been Franny who voted for you. It must have been, right? Like it's a, was it Franny? I mean, she was, yeah. Yeah, it must have been Franny who voted for you. Yeah, so um, stuff like that. I, I just really, I really enjoy it. But but the thing I enjoy the most, and this is the first time I'm doing it, is actually having the survivor home community to text with during it and to hear everyone else's opinion, right? Like, I think one way, you think one way, and then you read a comment that someone wrote, and you're like, oh, that's actually a good way to think about it. That's the great thing about survivors. There's so many ways it can go, and so many ways to think about it. Um, and I really appreciate that each week isn't, isn't the same. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And so... As I've been sort of hosting Survivor at Home, the podcast, and, you know, just reflecting back on my time as a guest, I try, you know, and I've done this this season for sure, I try not to go too hard on uh, castaways that I don't really vibe with, just because I know that there are listeners out there that do appreciate, you know, their game or what they bring to the show. Um, like Ryan last season, I, I really didn't... Um, enjoy his gameplay but i know there were people that that did really like ryan and so for those people who i offended i'm sorry i'm sure you know ryan did a lot and uh he's a really cool guy so anyway I, yeah thanks 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 for sharing that that's a great part of the survivor home community uh being part of it is just hearing everyone's everyone's takes all right so uh survivor uh season 44 episode 11 i'm not worthy that's the episode title um, so we're here, we are at the final seven and I just want to know for it before we jump in. So in the past three, <laughs> Lynette's doing a little dance, uh, the last three seasons, the people who went home at the final seven were our, our 19 year old Sammy, uh, our, uh, iced queen with, uh, advantages galore, Drea and, uh, I hate Xander's stupid face, Liana. So. <laughs> all all three were huge characters in their in their seasons and so in my opinion the final seven it's a it's a big vote so it's it's a it's a good it's a good episode and this episode delivered i i love this episode from top to bottom so a lot of great character moments a lot of great um strategy and of course uh just one heck of a result so uh yeah we open up we're on the beach we see uh carolyn she's crying she's upset she was left out of the vote Jam Jam and Carson are attempting to do some damage control as they left her out. I was shocked, actually. I was shocked that they left her out. That that caught me off by surprise for sure. Um, 
And so in exit interviews, we hear that Franny and Carolyn did get close towards, you know, that, those last few days in the game. And so everyone saw that they did not want Carolyn to be in on that vote, lest she uh, leak the plan to, to Franny. Um, so, so yeah, I, I don't know. And this overall, like uh, Jam Jam and Carson do get away with it. I did f ask people in the Survivor Home uh, Discord, what do you guys think? And Lennon Steve said, you know, at the end of the day, like everything works out for Carson and, and Jam Jam. Uh, Carolyn eventually does come around, so it's not like she, um, you know, flips or anything. But, uh, but yeah, you know, good on, good on, good on them. Uh, well, so we see. It, go ahead. Well, I just think like that that after a tribal council and realizing you've been betrayed by the people that you have come to trust in the short, you know, twenty days that they've been there, and really you don't have the option to trust many people. I, I feel like in that moment, what they were showing was that, you know, Oh, Carol, and she's overreacting or, you know, we get a shot of Jamie saying, Oh, I feel bad for the guys, Carison, sorry, Carison, Carson and Jam Jam. Um, but I thought it was really reflective of one of the themes that the guys brought up last week of authenticity in this season, because like Carolyn felt betrayed and she let herself feel those emotions and then came around, like not until the next day, I don't mean to jump ahead, but it just was such a good, um, I appreciated her game from that perspective, just like, okay, she allowed her emotions to play through. And then she's like, wait, it's still better for my game to stay, like to keep committed and stay true to that alliance, Jam Jam and Carson. And I thought it was great. I just appreciated her more through that. I Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I wonder if she was able to quote unquote, like get away with that because like she's just been so authentically herself all season long that people would expect nothing less from Carolyn, you know? And so if she did come back and maybe, you know, be like quietly calm, that'd be maybe set off more alarm bells than, you know, what she did. Um, so I, I, yeah, that's, that, that is, that is interesting. Paula, and, have... What, what option does she really have? <laughs> I mean, you can sway. You can sway. She could convince Danny, like she tried. Remember when she went up to him and was like, "Oh, we can vote for. I'd vote for Carson. I'd vote for Carson." Which she was just trying to find out the truth, right? But I guess if you can't trust Carson and and Jam Jam for two people, and they might just feel guilty for kick, kicking her out of the last vote, you know, who can she really trust, right? And she said, "Like I, I know I can't play this game isolated." That's a huge statement. It's a huge statement. So she's being our authentic self, but she's also very smart. Okay, that's a great point. Just like she has no other option. She's like, I okay, so yeah, I think like if we flush it out, she realized like she could have taken everything personally, which like vindication came up in also the Discord chat at some point. And I definitely, I remember, and then London Steve brought up how I like, I think this was this Survivor Light. Yeah, I Survivor Light, me and Steph had got voted out and we had the option to decide who's going to travel or whatever. And I like, I'm like, I'm sending my team to tribal. And what was the word you all used? Vicious or not venomous? No, um, I can't, I can't remember. But, um, and then that's how I played. Just like, okay, like I need to get back. But Carolyn, you're right. Maybe she's out of options, but also she, I think she did notice like, okay, this is my only option. So I got to come back to them instead of just like, okay, plowing them, like figuring out how to way to get them out. I think that plus I think like she doesn't want the other options like she she doesn't want to work with Danny, you know, um, and I don't know, like we'll get into this later, but there's a lot of question marks around 
exactly where Lauren and Jamie fit into this. But uh, I think at the end of the day, she wants to work with Jam Jam and she wants to work with Carson. So, yeah, I, I think Carolyn, Carolyn, exactly. She's a very smart woman and she she knows what she's doing. So so we see Danny. Uh, so he did receive one vote and he says he's not taking it personally. Uh, but then we also see him trying to figure out, you know, where all the votes went and who voted for who. And um, I don't know. It's like, okay, Danny, I, th I think you were taking it a bit personally here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and well, I, guess I think he like, like, I don't know if this was like a reflection of his gameplay, but I think he really felt in control of the game. Yeah. And so the fact that all of a sudden there's one vote on him, he's like, whoa, wait a sec. It's like a wake up call. And then he's trying to discover who is like not following my lead. Who's not following or falling in within my control. So I don't know. Where that's, I it. that's it. Nope, <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And then it's, it comes from Heidi, of course. And Heidi, who he said, it's like, okay, well, we have this plan, but you don't really, we don't really need you. Um, uh, also, you're my number one, but we don't need you. So I think if he handled that situation with a bit more care, maybe Heidi would not have voted for him. I, I don't know. Like that was, that was a very bizarre interaction as well. But, uh, but yeah, so we, we do see him going around and I guess we have all the answers, but like every time we saw Heidi trying to explain her vote away, like I felt she, she looked so guilty. You know, all episode long, there's about three scenes where she's like, oh, you know, like, uh, let's not really think about it too hard. <laughs> and she deflected, which is the number one lying scheme. Like, she's like, I'm so confused. Maybe it was Franny. And I'm like, you suck at lying. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. And maybe, Paula, because you're a social worker, you could suss that out. Whereas Danny's a, a firefighter. You know, he's a hero. People are honest with firefighters as, as much as they can be, you know. So whereas people lie to us, right? The social workers who we can kind of pick up on on Diaz a bit more. Who, who knows? But uh, but yeah, I, I did think that Heidi, her, uh, her I guess, lying was not was not it. Uh, but we could, we could maybe... Um, so actually, no, let's talk about Heidi right now. So Heidi does say that she needs to find a way uh, not to be on the bottom of the totem pole because... Her, as we'll see, and she'll say throughout the episode that her name's come up at the past two tribal councils. Um, she is, you know, she's not voting the correct way. Um, and yeah, I don't like this, this, at this point in the game, like Heidi is not doing well. She's been out of several votes, including this upcoming one. And, you know, the walls are really closing in around her and she has her idol, but like, I'm not sure if that's going to be really, really enough, you know? So I, I don't know. I'm a bit worried for Heidi. We'll get a bit more from her this episode, but, but yeah, so that's sort of, uh, that's sort of the, the start of uh, the end of uh, night 19. And so uh, start of day 20, we have Jamie leading the group in some breathing exercises. <sighs> One thing I like to do is in with Mr. Good air out with Mr. Bad air. Oh, Let's do that several times a day. <laughs> <laughs> no, where did you get that? No, not the Mr. Good Air and the Mr. Not Good Air. I think we found the first part of the podcast before. <laughs> <laughs> um, my friend who is, uh, she did, uh, what is that science of movement called? Um, or anthropology, archaeology. Uh, Kinesthetics? Kinesiology. 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 Like yeah. Archaeology yeah. bones. I mean, like. Fossils. Yeah, I don't know where my. <laughs> So we did that at camp way, way back when. Uh, and so the group goes around and uh, she asks everyone to share share a gratitude. 
So Danny is thankful for, you know, the ability to eat, breathe, run, jump, you know, things you take for granted. Lauren, so thankful for everyone to share their story. What, okay, what are, what's something that you guys would share with the group? Like what's a gratitude that in that moment that you guys would just release to those around you in a survivor setting? Like what is something that I guess comes to mind in that, in that scenario? I think um, in those moments specifically, it feels like, although some people's brains are probably still in the game, it feels like the human connection overpowers the competitive, the competition. So they're all humans sitting on a beach in the sand, doing breathing exercises on like a beautiful island, right? And again, I'm sure there are a few thinking about the game, of course, but I would just be appreciative for those still moments where we could sit and be human and share what we're grateful for and laugh and smile and, you know, have a few tears. Like, I think those are really bonding moments. Like even Danny said, like friendship is friendship and the game is the game, but that's where they build the friendship pieces, right? That's where they, they build the human pieces. So I probably say that. And I mean, I'm a huge, like water is just, it's so peaceful to me. So just sitting on that beach would probably be like in the forefront of what I'd be grateful for in that moment for sure. Yeah. No, wow. Beautiful. Yeah. Hard to really, hard to really top that, but I mean, yeah, that is, is my, well, no, um, that is a great answer, Paula, because you asked that question, Kel, and I've like, so I've already said, no, I don't think I'll ever play on the TV show survivor, but every once in a while I catch myself while I'm watching the show being like, Oh, maybe I would do that. Or, Oh, I would do this. And like, you know, I get all worked up or whatever. But then I think like, I'm actually very, um, overall, I'm somebody who doesn't really share really a lot about myself. I mean, maybe Kelly, you've known me a long time. Maybe you don't see me that way. Um, so I would actually find it hard to go anywhere deep with the people sitting on the beach with me that I've known for 20 days. And I think I would bring it kind of what you were saying, Paula, to that present moment, appreciating the human connection within that moment, and probably say something along what Danny said, like, I'm thankful for breath in my lungs and um, being here, having the water close by. So well, it's not very different than your answer, Paula, but that's what I'm thinking. Well, I think um, on the topic of, I guess, just sharing something that's a bit deeper. Yeah, I think they're, you know, being selective with disclosing personal details about yourself. Um, I think it's important both in life, in friendships, and especially on a show like Survivor, where exactly, you know, Paula, what you're saying, it's in these moments where, you know, it's like, oh, you know, let's all forget the game. It's like, well, you can, but also you could also try and like, how can I use this to further my game? Which, you know, it's also kind of a bit sneaky, but I think it's also a bit smart as well. And so if you could somehow, I guess, integrate, you know, something to, you know, divulge some personal story from yourself and share it with your cast, castmates like they'll feel a bit like a, a connection to you right a bond and i think you'll see people in survivor who don't sort of i guess look for those common connections whether it's just through like shared life experience or um i guess sharing you know a yeah a, a piece of who they are with with people um yeah they, they'll they'll get voted out because you know you don't feel a connection with that person so uh, I don't know if I would say anything too deep, but I, I really, yeah, I, I really, I really do like the idea of just um, exactly, I know it's hard to like, now I'm just thinking of everything that Paula said, where, you know, like taking a step back from the game and just being able to just, you know, really reflect back on, I guess, what happened, especially after the night before. And I wonder if this is maybe 
a bit of why Carolyn is able to come down is just having the ability to, you know, everyone comes together, they're shoulder to sh shoulder to shoulder, and they're talking through um, gratitudes and that, you know, can re-solidify old bonds. So that's that's something that I that I think. Yeah, it's even the what Carolyn had said. She's I wrote down. She said I can't do this game twenty four seven. I gotta be a mermaid, one with the lobster. I gotta have fun, <laughs> right? So she is someone that would appreciate the mo those moments sitting on the beach and just being able. I feel like she wouldn't be thinking of her game. Where Danny, on the other hand, would be right. Different personalities, but like you're on a beautiful island with yes. water and with people you don't know and on a TV show, right? Like yeah. it just. And you're you're going to be on the jury when you're voted out. You weren't voted out first. There's so many incredible things that you can miss. And you know, it's like the the good times are here and now. And I wish someone told me that, right? Like it's like you're yeah. you're experiencing in different ways. But it would suck to be done survivor and be like, I wish I actually sat under a palm tree and enjoyed a, a coconut. I wish I, you know, took more time to breathe. I wish I did become like a mermaid and go swimming in the water because it was right there in front of me. Exactly. No, you have to, in Survivor, take every moment and live it to the fullest, right? Take every opportunity and see what you can do in that moment, whether it's exactly what you're saying, take advantage of the location that you're in, or uh, further the relationships of people around you, which, you know, this is also true in life as well, might I add. So, so yeah, we, we do get a, a, a bit more from Heidi. So she's talking to the group and, ten, and then to the camera just in terms of the growth that she's feeling and the highs and the lows of playing Survivor. And I mean, we've only played Survivor at home, but we can attest that there are definitely some highs and lows to there as well. And so we, we do get a, a bit of a personal segment from her, uh, her, her move from, uh, from Puerto Rico, which is, I believe is the territory of the United States. And then she moves to, I guess, the mainland uh, to, uh, to, I'm not sure where she's from actually in the States, but where she, she came barely speaking English and then she, you know, eventually attends school and now she's a mother and she's an electrical engineer and now she's on Survivor and uh, she is wanting to take the risks of what it takes to be the sole survivor. So that was a, that was a nice little personal segment from Jamie, or sorry, not Jamie, <laughs> Heidi. Uh, and, you know, Heidi has definitely been underserved this the season we didn't get a lot of her in the pre-merge and even throughout the you know we we see that she's really close with danny but we don't really understand why they're why they're number ones like verbally we're like yeah they're she's my number one but we don't we don't know the ins and the outs of the relationships that we do with like the jam jim and carolyn and carolyn and carson so so i i don't know if i'm a bit worried for heidi but but uh but yeah it was you know it was nice to get that segment from her nonetheless so we, we see uh, Jam Jam and Carolyn talking. Uh, this is later that same day. She's she's over being upset. She just needed a minute. And uh, there's a difference between taking playing the game and taking things personally, which is which is great advice. And so when you're on an island, it's you know it's easier to separate not separate, but you know get over things. Whereas you know in Survivor Home, when it's just you have it's over the course of two nights, it's maybe when feelings are hurt, they're they're hurt a bit. Uh, things might reflect that they're heard in the moment <laughs> sooner than on the island. Uh, Carson comes and they talk about or being the final three. And so do you guys think at this point we're watching how Tika makes it to the final three, or do you think one of them will not make it to this point? So like I said before, everyone has their own threshold to when they have to do what's best for them. And I think all three of them, could do well in tribal council at convincing people why they should win, especially after Carolyn's move. Like they didn't need the idol, which we'll get to, 
but her playing that was a really big move. Even Danny admitted that, right? He's a, he's the biggest game player as far as I'm concerned. And even, you know, to spoil it, but we saw some stuff last uh, for next episode. We got that little peek, right? That that looks like someone might be turning on someone else anyway. So oh, I I don't put any stock into that. I, I if, if anything that tells me that Carolyn. Oh, gonna that's say. not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what Carolyn I get out of that. Okay. I mean, it I, it it makes sense. It could happen that way. Um, it's it's just really hard to say. Carson has a big target on his back. Jam Jam has a target on his back. Depends who wins immunity. Some of the girls are so wishy-washy they could be swayed. But I, I would like to see those three in the finale. But it's a day-by-day thing to me. I, I, like I said, everyone has that threshold where they turn on people. And like like look what Jesse did with Cody, right? He knew he oh, had to make that move. He had to so, make that move so in Paula, order to move forward. Will Tika be in the final three or no? I, I need an answer. Not all three, no. Okay. Lynette, what are your thoughts on that? So we see them talking about, you know, this is the final three. Are we watching the story of how Tika gets to the final three or, or what do you think this is here? So no, I don't think Tika is going to make it to the final three. I do think there's a chance. I mean, I do think Carolyn kind of needs to win maybe that last immunity for her to be pulled to the final three. Um, But I think in the end, because of the like the cuts in this the edits in this show i'm like going i think jamie's gonna make it there somehow and heidi and carolyn so i think it's heidi carolyn and jamie but how like the path to get there i'm not sure how that looks i'm just trying to think it out now yeah as we're talking because yeah i see i i've been saying i think jamie i don't think i don't think jamie's gonna win anymore at this point i think when I did say that she was maybe the most unlikely person to win because the past three seasons have had very unlikely winners. Um, so at this point, I don't like, I thought Franny and Danny had a great shot to make it to the end and maybe eventually win, but I don't feel good about Lauren. I don't feel good about Heidi. Um, and I mean that, that does leave, I guess, Jamie, so I could see, and you know, I did have the prediction of Jamie, you know, winning a few clutch immunities and making it a deep run and being in the finals and winning. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna say I don't think Tika's gonna make it to the final three, but I do think it's in all their best interests to be there with each other. So that, that is Agreed. my other thought on that. Um, so then we go to commercial and we come back and we have this like, cute little char- character moment from Carol and she's so wacky. She found this lobster shell and um, she's not sure what, what she wants to do with it. So she puts it in her hair and um, Jam Jam gives her some lobster claw. Uh, so, that, you know, just a, it's, it's just a really fun uh, moment for the show to just, you know, reflect on who, who they are. So I, I, I liked it. I, I don't know if I would have put that in my hair or really touched it. I just think of germs when i see lobster shells but you know that was a very very cute moment um, wait are you a fan of eating lobster or are you against eating I'm lobster vegan. as well i'm oh, vegan one. oh <laughs> i'm so sorry you I'm know so that sorry. i did not know that that's fascinating yeah. yeah uh i've actually so i've been vegan for about six years or so but since january i've actually reintroduced eggs back into my diet so i'm not a true i'm not i guess i shouldn't say i'm vegan but i yeah, I, I try to eat as vegan as I can, but I've yeah, I've introduced eggs back to my diet and I've had cheese every now and then as well. 
but I don't go out of my way. I don't buy cheese. So question, like you're probably the only First Nations vegan person I know. Would you have some moose meat if you went home? No, no. Okay. I mean, I've, I've probably had it before, but I wouldn't be, yeah, I, I, I don't think I would eat it. Okay, very interesting. Cal. Yeah, I mean, if I were to ever go back to meat, I would probably uh, like chicken, turkey, salmon, um, even bison. I think is great. So oh, interesting. Yeah, that's a big no. list for a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Beef, bacon, <laughs> <pork sauce. laughs> tilapia. I was like, oh, no, no, I, I don't miss meat at all. I'm, I'm okay with meat substitutes. Um, Anyway, so uh, then we see uh, a bit of strategy talk. Uh, so we see, you know, Danny really trying to put um, a plan into action going into the immunity challenge. So he's uh, he's talking with Lauren, who, of course, uh, is not from his original tribe. He is sort of throwing out Tika. Uh, they need to be split up. We see her uh, in confessional agreeing that Tika has been running the show. Uh, we cut to another scene, Danny and Heidi talking with Jamie. So, you know, again, furthering the target on Tika, specifically Jam Jam. Um, and we see Danny saying he doesn't come here to take part. He's came in here to take over. And that's going to be a barn burner. Okay, was, did Kane say barn burner earlier this season? I remember Kane said, like, something really out there. And I said, what is the sketchy one thing to probably say? And I think it was barn burner. And now we have Danny saying barn burner. So, so Kane rib rubbed off on Danny. Maybe and he's or, very influential, or yeah, Danny is a firefighter, so maybe he's like worried about a barn burning down. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's thinking about sure. work. No, but yeah, that's okay. Fire coming from Danny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, um, yeah. but there were a few things like that Danny has showed us throughout this episode, and like this part of the episode, like he said a bunch of different things that I was like, okay. Um, he said, gameplay is gameplay. Friendship is friendship. Like you said, I'm here to play the game. I'm here to take control. And actually, Paula, what you had mentioned before, Danny did a really good job, I think, in this season in terms, oh, in the last episode, podcast episode, they, were, they talked about and unpacked that in a different season with a different group of players. I think Danny could have done it even better, but the group that he's with uh, is just not functioning. And And two, I mean, he's very controlling and like, takes over he's very aggressive and the way he's playing um I was bound to happen with this group of people that he was going to get voted out I think even if he made it to final three would he have won would the jury have voted him in I'm not even sure I yeah I agree with that point Lynette um London Steve is the one who sort of brought it up that Danny probably would have done very well in like the 30s and I completely agree with that point and I don't think it's an accident that him and Heidi are Number one, Heidi is an engineer, which, uh, which is a male-dominated field. So I feel like she probably has worked with a lot of men like Danny and just knows how to work with them, you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I think that's that's probably not an accidental pairing. But, but yeah, you're right. The way he does come off, um, I guess, may, might have rubbed people the wrong way um, or ultimately just seen as someone who can win. And Carolyn does say that he ha does have the potential to to win moving forward of course he has hasn't won anything but you know with the potential still being there it's just another another circle to add to that target on his back um but so uh jam jam seems to be the target going in and uh so we go into the immunity challenge and so uh 
I don't know if you guys remember this challenge from last season, but it's the one where both Owen and Carlo won. And so I wanted to go back and look at how that uh, that um, challenge started, but I felt like the water was a lot lower this time around. I don't know if you guys remember that. Lynette, you're nodding. Oh, so, I don't. I don't remember if the water was lower or not, but they did show clips in this time where they like their heads were almost fully out. And I don't recall that from last season. I don't recall that from last season either. So I wonder on account of, you know, both they're having two winners, they just started with the tide being lower. And then, you know, obviously they only got one winner. And I guess this season people just did not want it enough because. <laughs> no, I thought, okay, this is what my thing is. I was like, okay, they probably, they realized that challenge was, um, there was a like it was faulty so then i feel like they probably lowered the cage and the bars so that when the tide came or they brought they pushed it out further so maybe they didn't even change it but they in the ocean they put it at a different place so that because i didn't even see last time i felt like i saw the swells and the non-swells and i thought i saw like the people breathing and then not breathing but this time i was like oh my gosh they're just under the water and they literally are trying to use their hands to breathe so i thought they probably designed it a little bit differently this time or did tweaked it? They did something. Yeah, I I just think the the tide was uh, out a bit lower, or out like was lower. Then maybe they just started at a, at a higher tide last season, and then people were just able to, uh, you know, push through because the water was already high. Whereas you see, like Lauren is already having issues focusing and can't even listen to a simple question that Jeff has when her head is fully above water, which was okay. not a good sign for her. Um, but yeah, okay, regardless, maybe. they did something. You, you're right. I think they did do something. And so um, pre-challenge, we only hear Jeff ask Jam Jam uh, what what he thinks. And he says, well, you know, I got big hands and I'm not sure how I'll do. But Ozzy, he did the, the uh, I guess, I don't know what, what, what that's called, where, uh, you know, he used his fists and he breathed through that. And and uh, and yeah, you know, to spoil the challenge, like that does the job because <laughs> he eventually does win it. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, that that was a that was just a really <laughs> yeah, exactly. Honestly, so I think I think like I grew up with fresh water, and so the first time that I went to Cuba and I went swimming in the ocean, I was I think I was twenty five, and it was like Bleh! you know when the salt water hits your lips, it's just yeah. startling because you know, I, I've never experienced that before. It's like so, my cholesterol went up a few points when I'm in yeah. Cuba. <laughs> it's like, I just ate too much popcorn or something. Give me medic, something to drink. Medic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and I, I did wonder, you know, the two people from Puerto Rico actually made it to the ends of in Heidi and in Jam Jam. And I wonder if, you know, them just being, you know, in the Caribbean, uh was a benefit was a benefit okay so like familiar with the ocean or something or they were yeah. one with the ocean they were one with the were ocean <laughs> um hey carson <laughs> i thought it was funny he had mentioned he's like i practiced this in my bathtub and i'm like dude, dude. this is not similar to um, no. like uh being in your bathtub and being in the ocean very different he practiced puzzles. He made 3D puzzles and he got himself in that bathtub to practice I, this challenge. I just picture his house looking like a tub in the middle of the room surrounded by at least 3D puzzles and a barbell. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, like, what did he do? He just Maybe he got like a grate and then just had the, 
like the tub water going and then just like was in there like okay this is exactly how it's gonna be <laughs> you know but no absolutely not i think the other pressure on the stakes are a lot like sure a puzzle is one thing but like an actual experience of doing that is is completely different i think i think that's true so but i, I was not shocked i was like how of course of course carson did that like well, of course um so yeah as as we say so jam jam does win and he has just a, a beautiful moment of just you know crying and just saying like he's come from such an athletic family and they're all gonna be so proud of him to see him just i guess come on top on one of these challenges and that's and that's what i love like everyone everyone loves to see you know it's just a positive reaction to someone winning an immunity challenge which he did and and yeah the great thing about survivor is that it does it brings your insecurities to the surface but then there's a point of conquering them too right so you're having weak moments and you're like, shoot, this is, I'm, I'm never going to win a, a challenge because I'm weak or my family's athletic, but I'm not, right? And then there comes a moment where he does win it and he's able to acknowledge the insecurity in that moment, but he's standing there with immunity idol around his neck, right? Like how powerful yeah. is that, right? Like how, how powerful? And I, I just, one of my favorite moments of the whole show was watching how genuinely happy everyone was except Danny for for jam jam like their their faces were just so beautiful you could just tell it was genuine they were cheering them on and they were so happy it becomes like a a community moment when that stuff happens of course you wish you won it sure but for that very split second the fact that you're excited for jam jam over power is the fact you didn't win it right and danny's obviously sad because he had a plan he likes control but even if you realize when he jumped in the water real quick and he said jam jam you won he did have an authentic moment with him where he was also smiling and it wasn't fake, you know? So those moments are so beautiful for the one that wins it and conquers their insecurity and can like vocalize it, but also for the team of people who, who are cheering you on, right? Like even, I think Jamie said that, like we're cheering each other on, but at the same time we're, we're competing toe to toe, right? It's, it was yeah, beautiful to see. I'm, I'm a big uh, proponent of the idea that multiple things can be true at once. Like, Yes, Danny can be upset that he didn't win and that he the plan that he has set out is not going his way, but he can also be happy for for Jam Jam that he that he did win. And I guess whether like whatever one comes to you know the surface the most, I guess I guess we see what we see. But I, I do think you know both things can be true for Danny. And Rochelle Bragg did come on and attest that Danny is a great guy because she did meet him. True, <laughs> so, true. true. Yeah. Uh, as Lynette shakes her head. No. <laughs> I mean, um, she met him for one minute. <laughs> and the way that we're seeing Danny in this episode, like, not a good light. And, I mean, throughout the season, he's just, he's Sean, he, or he hasn't Sean. There's been, like, a yeah, something there. Yeah, I think he's, over the past probably six episodes or so, he's misplayed a few things, I, I do think. But uh, I was cheering for Danny early on. I, I really did like his energy and uh, his love for the show. And, you know, even his his preseason, like the interviews that we listened to, I really liked him in those interviews as well. I think like him, Carolyn, and maybe Franny. I, th I forget who, but I, I really did like him preseason as well. So, um, but yeah, so we uh, of course go to commercial break, and so we come back, and so we're back at the beach, and so this is of course where the meat and potatoes of Survivor really is. Uh, we see there's a lot of just a lot of I don't want to say scrambling. But a lot of, I guess, just conversations flowing, a lot of fake plans, a lot of real plans, a lot of people sussing out what people's true motivations are. There's a lot that happens. And so let's let's uh let's jump into it a bit. So of course, Carson is the name on Danny's lips now that Jam Jam is no no longer on the table. I would be curious to see 
was Carolyn ever really a thought? Like, how is Carolyn viewed in this moment? Because she was not viewed as a potential target pre pre um, immunity challenge, and she's not even a target post. So, like, what does that what does that say for her winning challenges or w winning chances of the game? And what does that say for I guess her perception in the game? Um, so yeah, Carson seems to be uh, I guess the name that Danny is putting out there, and I guess Heidi as well. Um, he says, uh, so this is really interesting as well. I didn't, I didn't catch this on my first watching, but tonight is the last night that you can play the shot in the dark. Um, and so Jamie tells him that she's going to tell Jamie, Jamie tells Danny, uh, that she'll tell Tika that she's gonna, that they should split on Danny and Heidi. Um, so we see Danny pitching the fake plan to the Tika, Tika three, three votes on Jamie, two on Lauren. Um, so just lots going on. So as you guys, as you guys are watching this, like where, where do you think things are going? Like, what do you, what are your thoughts on this sort of like pre sort of this post immunity challenge, pre tribal council, like flutter of events? What do you, what do you guys think? Okay. Um, what do I think? I mean, so a few thoughts that I had as we're watching them flesh out what's going to happen. Um, and here, actually, I think one of the themes of this episode is Danny versus Carolyn, authenticity versus like creating a plan B, emotions versus strategy and logic. And so here in this like section of the episode, I really feel like that highlighted it. You know, Carolyn like had her spidey senses out and was like, hey, I think actually Carson's the plan. She tests out the water. She sees right through Danny. Like it's just, it's gold. She just sees right through him. And there's like a few great shots of her um, just giving this face of disbelief while Danny's talking. And yeah, I, I felt like in that moment, what they were telling us, the story they were telling us is that Carolyn is picking this up and she's going to alter or control tribal council this episode. So that's how I felt watching it. And I feel like that's how we were supposed to feel. Yeah, I think that's true. And I just, my whole question was why? Why would Tika believe you're trying to knock out two of the quietest, weakest players who don't have, appear to have strategy? Again, some of the winners that have won the last couple of seasons, you're like, uh, how in the world did you get there? And then you listen to them in the trial council and you're like, okay, they were the best one out of the three, perhaps, right? But I just kept thinking, why would Carolyn and Carson and Jam Jam, and it was Carolyn more believe that Jamie and Lauren were the target. I don't understand that because I, I, I know that Carson knew that they were powerful and he was in control. I don't, yeah, I don't understand why they would believe that. It didn't make any earlier, sense logically. Earlier on in the episode, I forget who, I think it was Carolyn. Someone said that Lauren is probably one of the top two threats right now. And I guess there's seven people in the game. So we don't see a lot of what's, what Lauren's doing, but I mean, for her to be, I guess, mentioned as a threat, um, there there is something there, and I sh I think that's just the 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 limited runtime of the show, and um, and yeah, I guess next, season forty five will be ninety minutes long, so I think you know characters, you know, the second and third tier characters will get mo a lot more service uh, moving forward, but you know, there must be something there with Lauren that I guess just the TV show doesn't really care to display, and I mean, hopefully for her sake, I. Like if she is the winner of the season, I mean, my goodness, the the editor is really undersold her game. Um, but but yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, why, like why why would they why would they I guess vote that way? So as Lynette is saying, so we see 
Carolyn is trying to suss out the exact plans and she is picking up on a vibe that it the votes will be going towards Carson. And I'm so curious, like we don't see what she sees, but we just hear that she is suspecting that this is the way things are gonna be going. And of course that's correct, where Carson does seem to be on the chopping block from uh, Danny and Heidi's perspective anyway. And, you know, in my opinion, should have been from Jamie and um, Lauren as well. But but Danny does want to get Carson out. Um, so Carson is pitching. So, so we do see a scene. Carson is pitching to Lauren and Jamie uh, to vote with him to split up Heidi and Danny. And so um, that I wish I want to know more on because ultimately uh, Lauren and Jamie do stick with Tika. And so they do split their votes on Heidi and Danny. And I want answers now. Why? Why did they vote that way? Like, that was so crazy to me. I thought the other four were going to be united. Um, and so hopefully next episode we we see, um, and hopefully our lovely co-hosts can talk about it because I, that is, that is going to, that bothers me that like, what, what the heck happened there? Um, and we even see, them talking privately on how Carson is the bigger threat, that he is more likable, that he did win immunity challenges, that he is great at puzzles, you know, or as Danny's none of those things. So they really lay out that Carson is the bigger threat, but somehow they go back. They go back. Well, I mean, okay. So I don't know the answer. I'm, a, I'm also very curious when we saw how the votes played out and who voted where I was like, like, yeah, Jamie and Lauren. Okay. Why do you go with Heidi? But one thing Lauren did mention is that she trusts Carson more than Danny. So I feel like that could have been maybe the sole motivation to be like, okay, I don't really want to play with Danny in this game anymore. I want to play with Carson, even though it puts me now, I mean, it's three versus three if the two rat two and Soka got together against Tika. But I mean, that could be a good reason why. I don't know, but that could be a good reason. Yep. So we see Carolyn, uh, which I think everyone in the universe who is watching, Carolyn fesses up to having the idol to Carson. And I was like, girl, what are you doing? Keep that to yourself. <laughs> so I was, I was very much scared for, for, for Carolyn in that moment. Um, and so uh, Carson is crying and he's just so happy and elated. Um, Carolyn, he's like, you, of all people, Antika, you. It's like, okay, kind of taking a shot at Carolyn there. But, uh, you know, Carson's so happy that I guess they have the idol as, I guess, just insurance in the case that like things don't go his way. So so that, that was that was beautiful. I, I don't know. What, what did you guys think when, when Carolyn uh, shared that she had the idol? Were you guys worried at all? Were you like, what did you guys think? Like, were you worried that they would turn around and vote for Carolyn, that Carson would have schemed against her? Yeah, my fear was that, okay, and this is very true throughout Survivor history when, so information is currency in a game like Survivor. And so you want to sit on what information that you have as long as you can and be very selective with who you tell that. So when Carson has the knowledge that Carolyn has the idol, like, what's he going to do with that? You know, who's he going to tell? And what are what will that group of people do with that information? So, I think Carson, we do see has I guess a great relationship with the Jamie and Lauren, um, and 
you know, so could something could have happened, you know, and so that was that was my plan. And I've been very upfront with my love for Carolyn. Um, and so I was just kind of scared that it would it would be her. So that was that was my fear just when that happened. And of course, it all worked out. But yeah, that's I think that's legit. I didn't really I didn't think about it at the time. I just thought it was just a really loyal, bold move for her to share that. Just been like, hey, I have your back, right? Like, this is proof that I'm over what we were talking about. I want the three of us together. And she said that to Jam Jam too, like, we need Carson right now, right? So I, I didn't think that, but it is it's definitely a possibility for sure. And I think she weighed that out too. I'm glad that's not what happened. Paula, do you will you play Survivor at home again? 100%. There were probably two moments during the weekend where I was like, this is way too stressful. I was like, I can't do this ever again. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's happening right now. Like, I was like, it, it was even, I think, Steph S said she had to manage my emotions sometimes because my insecurities come up. I have a lack of trust in people in real life. And so I didn't know Melinda. And you know that game where we had to count? One, two, three, and you had to get to a number. Melinda knocked me out both times by saying three numbers so that I would get knocked out. And I was like, this girl has a vendetta against me. But then my friend later was like, Paula, relax. She would have been the one to kick you out anyway because she was before you. But yes, yeah. other than those couple stressful moments, I am in. I am survivor at home for life. So I ask <laughs> that because I am worried if and when, and probably when, someone in survivor at home just blat- blatantly lies to your face. Probably be Alex Street, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, someone lies to your face and then stabs you in the back. Like, how how will you react to that? Like, what, yeah, what will good... Paula do in that situation? But you who's know? to say I won't play differently myself? Ooh, <laughs> that, that's true. That's who's true. Who's to say? You know? Yeah, I mean, some people start a hero and end up a villain, right? So true. True. That's yeah, what that's, I hear. That's, that's, that's how it goes sometimes. Uh, okay. Anyway. So we, we go to commercial break. And so come back to Tribal Council uh, night 21. So I think it's been about two days since the last Tribal Council, which is crazy, crazy fast turnaround. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Tribal Council itself was a lot of fluff. Um, there wasn't really a lot of uh, a lot of really anything to really to really get into. Um, I don't know any anything that you guys want to t- talk about. There's there's one or two lines that I really stuck out to me, but maybe I just want to throw it to you guys to if there's anything that really jumped out to you guys at Tribal Council. Um, I think a few not key points, but a few things that are reflective of the of the people playing. Um, Jamie Jamie talking about alliances and how every vote is a different vote. You don't know who you're allying with, and to me, that's more a reflection of her that she doesn't really have control of the game because every vote she's kind of figuring out, okay, where is the vote going, and that's what we're going to do, opposed to deciding this is what we're going to do because you know she had a confessional saying we're in power, we're in control, me and Hi- me and Lauren. Meanwhile, I don't really think that's true. Um, I mean, for Jamie herself, and then also I found Danny really dismissive. He, I think this was a really bad episode for Danny. Um, really, he was really dismissive of Carolyn, talking about how like some people are coming into tribal tribal council being a first time fighter and they're just you know on their tiptoes and they're just like batting the air. And then we got the veterans coming in and just like you know knowing how things go, calm and collected and routine. And Carolyn's sitting there like, oh my gosh, like, what are you talking about? Like we, and I went back and like, hey, how, who actually does have the most experience at tribal council? And that's Carolyn and Jam Jam. 
Those are the two that have been to tribal council the most and who technically have the most experience playing this part of the game. And so I was just so ticked off at Danny in that moment, the way he was talking to Carolyn and the way he was treating her. And I was just so go Carolyn when she came back and was like, well, that's not how I see it and explained herself super well. So those are the points that came out to me. I agree. I, I agree that this episode was very much Danny versus Carolyn. And yeah, you, you outlined a few things that I didn't really even pick up on early on in the episode. But one thing that really stuck out to me as a positive for Danny is exactly what you were saying in his explanation of how he views coming to tribal, where he says he looks at it, he looks at tribals like a fight. And, you know, this is like extremely paraphrasing, but, you know, uh, if you get knocked down, you get knocked down. And I think that he left with so much class, you know, he left with his head held high and he was cracking jokes. And once again, you know, maybe like later on, he'll be very upset. But I think in that moment, um, you know, it's just a very classy way to exit the game. Hey, that is so interesting because I thought exactly the opposite. I did not think that was classy. I thought, oh my gosh, he can't even be real or authentic in that moment to be like, yeah, I, I'm out. I, you guys got me. He was like, snuff the tour, snuff the tour. <laughs> and I was just... I actually, it was so cringy for me. I was like, I can't even laugh. Everybody's laughing on the jury and like sitting in the tribal council. And I was like, I was cringe. I was cringe for him. It was it was the moment where he turned around and said, that was a good play or that was a good move. That made me really appreciate his exit because he's cocky and he thinks okay. he's the one doing all the best stuff, right? And I think, I think what I read is the snuff comment was he promised his buddies back home that that's what he would do on the way out. And he wanted to be, it was, it was like, I w- I thought it was comical. And I think I, even in his yeah. exit interview, he was pretty authentic being like, it sucks, but like I did it. Right. And I think, I think he really appreciated that he got blindsided because he, he, he would do that to someone. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that is a good point. I think you're right. Maybe like he did it, like it was good for him to turn back and say, actually guys, that was a good move. But in that moment, it was kind of to save face in my opinion he was saving his face because he actually couldn't come when he got that first vote last episode he was like almost offended or he was like oh and then he like you know came back and tried to figure out who it was and then this episode you would see on his face the first vote that he got he was just like like again shocked and I don't know for me he again like the theme of he I don't think it was super yeah I just didn't love it because I I think he could have just said great move guys left out that's everyone though. Like everyone, when they get voted out, they're going to have like a shocked face because quite often, I mean, in the back of your head, you think it's going to be you, but on some level, you know, there's, there's a surprise. They're like, Holy crap. It's actually me this time. You know, so- <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. It takes like a stone, like a, a person who can control their emotions or like their facial expressions really well to show no expression if they got a vote. But for me, his expression, like, okay, so if you got a vote, I'm not sure what your face actually. Yeah. You all haven't got votes before. We all have got votes before. And we've had our faces reflect our emotions in that moment. But for me, it was like, Oh, like, Oh, Oh, sorry. He made like a joke out of it or something. And I was just like, okay, I don't know. For me, I'd be like, oh, no, I don't know. I, you know, that that just might be his personality. I think you're being a bit too hard on Danny. <laughs> um, but but I think it also just might be his personality. And so, yeah, I, you know, he did the De Niro thing. And I was like, everyone knows who Robert De Niro is. But like, what Robert De Niro movies have I watched? So I went and looked at the complete filmography of Robert De Niro. And he you're has hilarious. quite a list of movies that he's been a part of. And the only two that I 
I, that I watched were Meet the Parents and Meet the Fockers, which were hilarious. So good. He's the dad. He's the the, the father-in-law. And oh, so good. I think they're like mid-2000s movies. I think he was like most famously in The Godfather 2. And um, I thought he was going to be in The Departed, which is a great Martin Scorsese movie. But he was not in that one. So. Danny um, was anyway. in The Departed. He was? He was? Oh, he no. was he was part of the departed. <laughs> no. Thank you, Lynette. Thank you. I was like, maybe oh, Andrew no. will take that one out. <laughs> no, no, that's no. Like, I, did, I didn't hear the end of your pun, but that was that was, that was great. I, okay. I, I do appreciate it. So just in my not my defense, I don't need to defend myself in my opinion no. of Danny, but I so I do think he played a good survivor game, just if I had played with him personally watching him on the show, like I'm like, okay, I, I, I don't love having his energy around. I don't think I would like his energy around, but the way he thinks through the game is good. Cause he also said this other thing about if you have one I need, I'll trust you. I'm like, wow, that is actually a great way to, in some ways play survivors. Like this is what I need for my game. Is it what you need? Perfect. We're aligned. I trust you. Let's do this. Right. It's like super logical, super well thought out. And so in that way, I do appreciate Danny's, Danny's gameplay. It's just I don't personally, if we met, me and him would not vibe. Yeah, no, I, I do agree. Just the way that he was playing was a bit more like uh, like alpha bro you know, in the terms of like the scouts honor stuff. And just I guess, you know, I don't think I don't think Kane would have voted for him in the finals if you made it there. But yeah, I just, I, I agree. Very strategic guy, but I just don't think he was playing at the same speed as the people in Survivor 44 uh, were playing. And I think that's an important part of, I guess, playing any season of Survivor is just, we talked about the cultural milieu of your tribe in the season and you got to just figure out, figure it out and integrate it. Sure, some people can guide it, but we're not all Boston Rob. You know, we're not all Kim Spradlin. So, so uh, you know, unfortunately that was not Danny. So we see Danny go home. He is the final seven vote. I think he was okay. Sorry, Lena. Yeah. Oh, just sorry. You didn't talk about Carolyn going up to the voting booth. I don't remember any time oh. seeing somebody take so long in the voting booth and look at, I mean, she was using her fingers to count out the votes to figure out who she should place her last vote on. I mean, I loved it. I love that she took the time. And I was thinking for myself, if I was in the game, I would want to be writing things down to like have this memory and to document, okay, where like plan it out, what could happen next, but you have to in survivor do this all in your mind. And I remember one season that uh, player Michaela, I cannot remember what number she was in, but she had like set out all these rocks and stuff. And it was like going through all these moves in her head about like every rock represented a different player. And I just was like really appreciative of the fact that it would be so hard to be out there and you have to like visualize everything. Okay. This is how I'm planning and how to be strategic, just using your mind opposed to writing things out. So I love that part. That is great. Cause I thought she was doing eeny, meeny, miny, mo. No, she definitely was. Come on. She was thinking no, I, it out. She was, she was counting through votes, but. <laughs> I don't think it was a good look for her to be up there for so long. You know, like well, you okay. want to be a bit more confident in what you're doing. Absolutely. But she had the last vote. So she, nobody else could then go on after her and decide this is how they're going to vote. So she used that to her advantage, having the last vote, bef like before any, like the last vote in tribal council. And she had scratched out, was it Lauren's name? Yes. She was there. Yeah, which would have tied things up. Yeah. It would have, yeah. She did well at Eeny, Meeny, Miney, Mo. She really succeeded. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, it would have been between Danny and Heidi then. It would have been yeah, okay. and then of course. <laughs> we're eating, 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 eating. I was like Lynette, yeah. how did you not hear that? That was for you. Sorry, I was thinking yeah. in my head for the boats, and then yeah, okay. Great, it was eating up. Yeah, and so Danny, Danny does go home, and I did look at the uh, Survivor Home Fantasy League. And so many people had Danny on their lineup. Oh my goodness. I had him off because I thought Danny probably had a good chance of going home. So, you know, and I know some, some scores took a hit. I haven't actually looked at the updated um, scores, but I, I actually, I didn't even listen to the uh, exit interview. I typically do. I don't listen to any other coverage except the exit interview, which I did not today. So I can't wait to listen to that later. But, but yeah, we do see Danny going being the seventh person voted out in, um, you know, a great to, to be a, a uh, uh, he's in good company. It's a good pantheon of people voted out at the top seven in the uh, in the new era. All respectable players for sure. Um, was he Lynette's favorite player? No, but uh, he you know he played the heck out of the game. Uh, he played a great Survivor 32 game. <laughs> um, yeah, he'll get called back for when they bring all the 30 players back for a returning season. Yeah, he'll he'll thrive then for sure. Um, yeah, so here we are. We're at the final six. Uh, we have the three Tikas left. We have Lauren, Heidi, and Jamie. Paula, who's winning the game? Who is winning Survivor Season 44? Uh, Carson. Ooh, Carson. I want Carolyn to win. I would like Carolyn to win. And just for the record, my friend can attest to this. I picked Carson and Carolyn in the second week as my favorites. Amazing. Whoa. Yes. And I'm loyal. See, I'm loyal, guys. <laughs> and you, coming and you for you, truth. Alex Street. Yes, I'm coming for you, Alex Street. <laughs> <laughs> and I just snorted. <laughs> Alex is coming for you and everyone. Yeah. Lynette, who's who's Alex winning? Getting thrown on the bus. Um, oh, I love I love winning? Alex Street. I, I love I love that guy. Yes. Let me be clear. Me too. Okay. Great host, uh, Lynette. Um, uh, who's winning Survivor season forty? Well, okay. I don't know. I put my final three as Heidi, Carolyn, and Jamie, but I don't even. I don't know if they're going to win. And just in my head, I was like, oh, maybe these will be the final three. Um, but I'm going to put all my eggs on Carolyn. I love it. And you know what? I love it because <laughs> I'm switching mine to Jam Jam. I yeah. I think we might be seeing how Jam Jam is going to win this game. And if you kind of like follow his storyline all season long, he's sort of, he is sort of in that sort of Erica, Gabler, um, Marianne sort of like there very vocal um just strategic enough but like not overly so so i i think people are sleeping on jam jam i do hey that's a great point i'd be okay with that i'd be okay yeah, with that. yeah. i would also be okay with a jam jam win because if he does in the get carolyn out before carolyn gets him out because they're not going the final three together do you think they actually have agreed carson like you know they're saying you're my final three do you think they're actually being truthful i know we all did we touch on this we did we did <laughs> sorry do you think yeah, we did but do you okay. think they're being true to their word i guess is what i'm wondering in that moment they're probably being true to it which is i think a great survivor thing in the moment be true to your word but then later on your word yes. can change yeah yeah obviously you got to be a bit more delicate than i'm making it seem but um a lot of people try to read into, I guess, how the editors set things up in terms of like, especially with fire making. So people think because uh, we see the fire in Carson's classes that Carson is going to be in fire making. And so. Wait, um, what? Because okay, they so in his glasses, we've no, seen no, no, like fire? reflections. So because 
the editors have shown re the reflections of fire in Carson's glasses several times. They think that is going to be, there are people out there who try to like pick up on editing tricks. And if you go and rewatch really? seasons as a whole, where you know the outcome, you can see that the editors do put in a little Easter eggs like that for the audience to maybe think on. But there's of course, tons of red herrings for them to sort of get distracted along the way. So there are people out there who are believing Carson will be in final four fire making um probably against jamie and then she eventually is there with danny sorry with uh uh carson and carolyn and wins no just kidding if someone but, puts uh, carson in the fire making that's silly because the man practiced everything yeah but at this point i feel like everyone should have practiced fire making like you you know you are a pretty you're a dumbo if you have not practiced making fire with flint Yes, and you yeah. guys can't see me right now, Survivor at Home family, but uh, the whole time we've been talking, I've been holding seven Jenga blocks. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not even Alex. It's other Luke. Luke. It's other the Luke other Luke, the... but I can't. Yeah, yeah we just... It's the other second Luke. Timer, so. Yeah, yeah. You Alex gotta practice, guys. You gotta practice. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> honestly, I have terrible... Like I'm a very shaky person as it is, so I think I like I, I knew like anything with balance and yeah, I can't steadiness. I can't, I can't. So, uh, so yeah, that is that is I guess our our episode. Uh, Paula, any other closing thoughts? Anything that you want to touch on before your time on the podcast officially comes to an end? Can I just say like Jam Jam's sweater was beautiful. Why did he not wear it before day twenty? That purple sweater. Uh, come on you, you know, didn't notice I, his purple I, I did notice a beautiful purple sweater and i was like oh his, i actually started looking at his clothes i'm like oh he has such nice clothes yeah no. it just made his like purple what do you call it? i know i should know this but like the silver fox it like just you know i know uh paula he wanted it deeper that's silver silver fox isn't that I'm 43 and single and love gay men. Honestly, that's all I want to say. I had it down. I'm like, circle, circle. I love sweater. That's really funny that you. so long to wear it. Like, come on, Jam Jam. You should have been wearing that day two at least. Well, it was mm -hmm. also there on a beach in Fiji. I mean, how often are you wearing a sweater, right? But yeah, it's interesting fair. that you did note his clothes because. I was really looking at Carolyn's purple overalls. I was like, has she always just been in those overalls? Because like, my goodness, she's definitely had them. Yeah, she definitely had them. Okay, speaking of Carolyn, I know we were about to close, but we didn't talk about Carolyn playing her idol. Oh, her <laughs> yeah. wow! I'm disappointed. I feel like that's like a very, a very big part of this episode too. It was. Yeah, it was a big. Part. Okay. That see, you know, that so we did sort of touch upon, I guess, the vote throughout the episode. But yeah, there's just obviously the editors don't want to give us the complete picture because they want the suspense of who's getting voted out. And so it, it was very curious to me that uh, Jamie and Lauren decide to f split their votes on Heidi and Danny, or however it was, however, they sided with Tika, which is crazy in me, which. In my mind, it seems like the bad idea, but I guess we're not on the beach and we don't know what they know. But like that's that's wild to me. So Carolyn, yeah, exactly what you're saying. She does play her idol for Carson, but I mean, ultimately, the votes were there to get out Danny anyway, right? 
So yeah, I mean, but barely because if she had not done her vote on to Danny, then like we had mentioned, it would have been tied. So I mean, I guess we kind of in a in a way talked about it, even if we didn't explicitly say she did that. But that is, I was reading the Discord chat. That is a big move for her and shows well for her that she would play an idol for somebody else. No, thank you for bringing it up because um, I see in my Carolyn winner trajectory, I expected that to be a bigger move than it was. And so obviously like playing an idol is great, but it didn't save Carson and it didn't really, I guess, change the outcome of tribal. So although it's a great thing for her to do, like, I just don't know if that's going to put her over the edge. Like I hoped it would have, because I would love to see her win, but it wasn't quite there for me. Yep. True. What you said is true. Yeah. But who knows? You know, once again, Gabler won, right? And so in a universe where Gabler wins, <laughs> anything is possible. Who knows? Sorry, Gabler. I'm sure you're a very Thanks lovely for man. Donating your money. I hope your wife still loves you. Yeah. Hashtag let's go vets. Uh, I think that's, that's who we voted not for. Jets, we... Not Jets. Vet. Did you say no, no. That? Well, them too. Unfortunately, we're out. But uh, the Vets. Didn't he donate his money to, to the Vets? He did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he very did. Yeah, amazing thing to do, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts on the episode? Anything that I didn't touch on that, I guess, yeah, we missed out oh. on? I mean, I'm yeah. very excited for the rest of the season to see how it plays out. And I think there's like two more episodes left. Which I cannot yeah. believe. What? Are and there then... only two? I think. Yeah, because yeah. there's six people left. Next week, some will go five, and then five is the finale. Yeah, right? yeah, that's yep. it. Yeah, that's it. Now, so here we go. Here oh we my go. Goodness. I know. What are we gonna watch after? I I know. Well, I mean, I know, right? See, <laughs> that's the struggle that I've always had my whole life is that I only get a few months of Survivor per year, and then, especially after the winter season, it's a very long stretch until the fall. So, but you know what? We have each other to get through the uh, this yes, uh, dry spell, this desert of a time in our life, and we have ninety minute episodes to look forward to. Yes, so, absolutely. Like that. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, it was a very lovely episode, Paula. Thank you for coming. Uh, John M was supposed to be your guest, so I I wish yes. him all the best. Hope his voice, uh, his health, um, I guess, oh. comes on. And we did it. And like Paula was a rock star. She just got her wisdom tooth pulled out. And yeah, and two, hours and two, <laughs> two hours ago. Two hours ago. Your wisdom tooth got pulled. Oh, three now. It's 845. Three hours yeah, so ago, my wisdom Paula tooth got pulled out. And I'm not on, on any medicine. No, I'm, I don't have medicine. Remember, <laughs> they gave me penicillin and I'm allergic. So I'm not taking it. okay no but paula you were you were a rock star you were a champ and you came in last minute and so yeah thanks super fun it was so great to have you on on the show i'm sure everyone in the discord will be there and uh you're a jangy champion uh definitely uh coming through with with the watering no one knows what we're talking about all no it's okay as long as they don't think i'm a jenga champion then i'm okay with that (laughs) 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 i'm jangy guys with a y a jangy with a Y. A jangy yes. champion. If you y. heard anything today, I'm attracted to gay men and I'm a jangy champion. This <laughs> also some, like some street. <laughs> and Kev likes a lot of meat as the vegan. 
Okay, uh, Lynette, any anything anything from you on your end? No, you thank doing? you. This episode was amazing to watch. I was crying at Carolyn this episode. Loved dissecting it with you too, Cal. Thanks for taking us through it. Um, everybody else, if you want to get in touch with our Survivor at Home accounts, we have an Instagram account that's fairly active. You can check it out. And if you made it to the end, thanks. And we'll see you in a week or two. Yeah, in two, probably two weeks. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Please uh, check out exactly what you said, what Lynette said. You could check out my inactive Twitter uh, at Kelso underscore eight six. Uh, check out our website. Um, be in touch if you're interested in playing in the next season of Survivor. You can make it to the end just like Paula did. You can win yes. just like Lynette did. Or you could, you know, just uh, be a part of the ride <laughs> like, I, like I was. <laughs> but... Uh, just the support. Just, yeah. <laughs> hey, I voted for both of you guys, girls. I appreciate that. Thank you. That. I voted for both of you. All right. Thank you. Well, uh, episode 11 has come to a close. So for Paula, for Lynette, and for everyone in the Survivor at Home community, bye. 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 We have departed. Nope, we're still here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, let's take a picture for, for my Instagram. Then I'm going to run off because I, 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 need, I need to get to the gym. <laughs>